What's going on, everyone? This is the Patriots post game show powered by CLNS Media. Final score at Gillette Stadium today Patriots 30, the New York Jets 14. Alongside Marvin Azan, I am Mike Molyneux. Always great to be here holding down the post game show, Marvin. Yes, yes, sir. Patriots, you know, move on to 3 and 0 3 and against 0. the New York Jets. And so far, everything's been going. As expected with this New England Patriots team, nothing out of the ordinary, but we do need to look into Julian Edelman. That is left, true. Left this game, you know, with a chest injury. So injuries have been injuries with the wide receivers has been the story now. You know, Gordon, he ended up having a great game, but he went out for a little time with a finger injury as well. So you know about A B. We're not gonna spend time. We're not gonna spend time AB, talking but, about Antonio Brown. But he is not on the team no more. And you know, but other guys did step up on this offense. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about a few guys there. You know, we definitely want to keep up with uh the updates with Julian Edelman. And obviously we saw Josh Gordon get banged up a little bit, but luckily he, he stuck around and he made some unbelievable catches. But some new faces that showed up today, one new face in particular, Jacoby Myers, didn't have a, a, a real amazing game. But obviously you, kn you knew that with Antonio Brown not being a part of the team anymore, someone else is probably going to step up and have more opportunities at, at wide receiver. Philip Dorsett did his thing per usual, being nice very, always. you know, uh, very relied upon weapon for Tom Brady in terms of what he could bring to the table. Six receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown for him. But like I said, Jacoby Myers, active for the first time this season, finished the game with two receptions and 38 yards on three targets. But even those two receptions that he had, he looks like the guy who is very comfortable in, in this offense. He was active the first game as well, where he had um, one catch for, I believe, like 16 yards. But this, oh, he, he did, was, yes. But this is, um, the, you know, second game where he's acclimated. And like I said, there was a time where – Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon were both not on the field. And so it was the Dorset Myers show. They had to come through and they stepped up. Dorset, look, what else can you say about this guy? He, I think he benefits the most without having A B. Six receptions, 53 yards, and a touchdown for Dorset. Jacoby Myers, respectively, two receptions and 38 yards. They looked in sync with Brady. We knew that Myers, you know, he during training camp, that was that was Brady's number one guy. Yep. He looked in sync. Dorsett looked good. Dorsett has finally come into his own. He looks like the receiver that can really, you know, be the X factor in games. Not just a guy that you you expect, okay, Dorsett might get a catch here and there. Now he's stepping up into a role where he is one of the primary receivers that Brady is looking into. Yeah. As crazy as it does sound, but I remember even saying it last week or the week before, like Brady coming out and saying, Dorsett is my guy, we have a great rapport with each other, was huge for me. That was huge, and you see it there, having um, six receptions on seven targets. He They called it a drop on Dorsett, Mike. I kept <laughs> saying he has not dropped a pass from Brady, but that looked like a catch to me. I don't know what type of review that was, but Dorsett has been looking good. And let's talk about this defense, man. 14 points held by the Jets, and it was none of them. None of them were offensive points. Yeah, those 14 points that the Jets got were pretty lucky. Obviously, uh, the muffed punt return by uh, our guy Gunner. Gunner, I can't pronounce his last name, but our guy Gunner, uh, he muffed that punt and the, the Jets were able to get it back in the end zone. And then, in a surprise move to me, very <sighs> surprising move to me, the Patriots go with, with Stidham 
uh, I believe there might have been at least like eight minutes left in right. the fourth quarter. And they turned to Jared Stidham. And I'm sitting here looking at you, Marv. I'm confused because this is not something the Patriots typically do. The Patriots don't take Brady out of a game. They rarely do it. So the fact that they made the decision to do that with eight minutes left, yes, it was a blowout already. But like I said, they don't do that. Belichick never pulls Brady. It was, it was shocking to me. Stidham comes into the game. Three passes, Marv. Three passes. Completes the first one. Incompletion. And then uh, the interception. Pick, not just pick an six. interception. <laughs> not just an interception. Pick six. A pick six overthrew um, Brandon Bolden. And, and right back to the bench he went. And, and that might have just killed his whole season right there for any type of, you know, garbage time he could get. Stidham, this was a crazy opportunity. I know some people are scratching their heads like you. Yeah. But this is a great opportunity. I saw this as a great opportunity for Stidham. Eight minutes left. You're facing the ones. Go. The game, obviously, you're not going to lose the game. The game was already sealed. Go out there. Mind you, they only had seven points. Go out there, show us what you can do. Let's see how you can move this offense. We need to find out wh who's going to be Brady's successor. Not yet. We're not we're not worrying about the successor and, yet. And Stidham just showed that. Oh boy, we got a long ways to go. I don't regret the decision. I don't think Belichick should get killed for it. No, it happened. Won. The I Patriots mean, won the game. The, the Patriots won the game. He threw a pick six. That was horrible. And we ain't gonna see Stidham for a while. So. Like you said, probably won't be seeing Stidham for a while. Looking at the comments here, our guy Travis Cactus Jack Scott says, Matthew Slater had some unbelievable plays on special teams today. No joke. Marv, first comment coming in about something going on in the game like that. Matthew Slater, Hall of Famer, great plays, unbelievable plays. What are your thoughts? <laughs> don't, don't pass me the damn mic. <laughs> What are your thoughts, Marv, on Matthew Slater's Matt performance? Slater looked good. Slater looked good. He had that one play that everyone's going to talk about where he, you know, he was able to body control, stop the ball, and the ball was landed at the one. That was a great play. Let's not get carried away and said he had unbelievable plays. Uh, but that very play, intimidating. That, that, pl that play right there was very special, and that's a great play, and that's why he's on this team. That's why Matthew Slater's on this team. I've never said Matthew Slater can't play. The boy can play. Seven-time Pro Bowl, sure. Great play by Matthew Slater. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Another comment coming in from our guy Clifton. Jamie Collins has been a force to be reckoned with. That's a beast right there, boy. Clifton, <coughs> excuse me. Clifton Brown says, this defense, my God. And Jamie Collins right now is the defensive MVP of the NFL. His stat line, five tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. He hit the quarterback twice. This guy passed deflection in there as well. This guy's all over the place. He's come back to the New England Patriots revitalized. Yeah, Jamie Collins has bought into the system. I think that's what it was. You know, prior to, to when he was first here in his first stint, he was a freelancer. He was kind of doing whatever you want. We saw the athletic ability, of course. Now he's a little older. He's not, he's not as athletic as he used to be. But Jamie has bought into the system, the Patriots way, and he is forcing he's he's become a a force to be reckoned with and he's allowing the defense to do so much because of his versatility <coughs> and he's allowing you know Hightower can stick to what Hightower is just good at he doesn't Hightower doesn't need to go out 
and end up guarding, um, you know, facing running backs on the outside. Hightower can rush in at times. He's allowing the defense to do so much, and that's what Jamie Collins is here for. He was the reason why I believe that this defense was going to be scary, and he's showing us why. I mean, I, I feel as if, and I could be wrong, when the Patriots acquired him once again, you know, it kind of flew under the radar. Like, I think most people looked at it like, okay, Jamie Collins is back. You know, obviously he was with the Browns for two seasons. Didn't weren't, Wasn't having or putting up any spectacular numbers over there with them. But, you know, once he came back, so, okay, let's see what he can bring to the table. You know, they, they didn't give him a crazy contract. You know, they didn't bring him in with some huge signing bonus and guaranteed money, but they brought him back to see what it was like. You know, there was probably points throughout the offseason where is he going to make the team? Is it is he a lot to make this team? He's proving to everybody once again why or who he was before he left the team. And from how this season looks to be starting, he's taking it to a whole nother level. Yes. And, you know, I don't want to be, be that guy, but we do have to remember who the Patriots have been facing up these past couple of weeks. Okay. You had the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> you have the Jets who had Falk as their, as their quarterback. And, you know, the beginning of the season has been cake. But the Patriots are doing, they're handling business. You yeah. can only face who's in front of you, and that's what they're doing, and they're making it look easy and good as you want your teams. To, if the Patriots were to struggle against Miami, but win, and they were to struggle against um, the Jets, but win, we'd be saying, oh, man, the Patriots don't look too good, but they're dominating every single team as they should, so you're not going to hear too much complaints. But we can't hype everyone because they haven't faced major competition yet. True. They're getting very lucky with these first couple of games. You know, obviously the Bills are coming in town next. I saw that comment in there. Bills are 3-0. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're facing another undefeated team. Do I really think the Bills pose a threat nope. to the Patriots? No. I don't care if the Bills are 3-0. and doesn't matter what team is 3-0. and The Patriots are at a complete different level right now. Uh, I saw a comment that said, uh, how serious do we think Julian Edelman's injury is? You know, they haven't fully disclosed what happened to him, but all we got in reports was it's a chest injury. You don't know what that means. You know, it could be he, <laughs> excuse me, he took a very, got the wind knocked out of him. I don't know. But at the same time, if he was dealing with some uh, major injury, maybe they felt like, well, we're probably going to beat the Jets. We don't need Edelman. Who knows? You don't know the situation yet. You know, the fact that he didn't return to the game, it does raise a couple eyebrows, but at the same time, they possibly could have felt, and I don't know, you know, we don't have the full information yet, but maybe they felt they didn't necessarily need Julian Edelman in this game. Who knows? I don't think it's a major injury from just looking at how it happened. You know, he caught the ball, got hit, got hit pretty hard, but he got up right away, pointed at his chest. I, I, re I realized he pointed at his chest. He walked away, walked on his own power. So I don't think it's a major injury. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they sit him out for a week. Just, you know, especially after you see how Dorset Dorset is playing, you you already like what you're seeing from Myers. You sit him out for a week and then, you know, you bring him back in. But I don't think it's major, but that's just from the eye test. Mike. Yeah, the eye test. exactly. That's all it is. It could be it could be worse. We know that Julian Edelman's a tough SOB, so it, it could be anything. One thing, Mike, that, you know, we discussed, honestly, right before the show even started is the running game of the Patriots. Very true. I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> won't talk about, but it's something we need to start to mention here on Double. Oh, it's on the show, Marv. It's the show, On Marv. the CLNS Patriots 
post-game show. Patriots ran the ball 27 times for 68 yards in total. You know, two touchdowns. You know, the we saw the rushing touchdown from Michelle. We saw the rushing touchdown from um, Burkhead. But all in all, Mike, this running game has not been great. I'll say it. I'll be the one to say it. The running game hasn't been great, most specifically, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle tonight, nine carries on 11 yards. Nine carries, yes, I get it. Nine carries is low. But when you see nine carries, you're expecting maybe 40, 50 yards from a Sony, Sony Michelle, especially how he's looked. Sony Michelle, these past three games, has not been great. Even the game against Miami last week, he had that touchdown, he had 85 yards on 12 carries, but it never, there was never any momentum into it. Miami Dolphins suck. Sure do. They suck. And Michelle didn't, I didn't see a rhythm in the running game at all. I understand with all these weapons on offense, this is a different Brady than last year. He's going to be slinging the ball, but momentum wise, the running game hasn't been clicking yet. Yeah. It's been a slow start in terms of running. And I think there were points throughout the the offseason that people probably felt, okay, the running game is going to be the strength of this team. You know, you feel as if Sonny Michelle, James Wright, and Rex Burkhead really will be leading the way. But then, excuse me, you see the offense start to catch up. You know, Demarius Thomas, you know, obviously he's not with the team anymore, but throughout the offseason, Demarius Thomas come back from injury. You find out you get Josh Gordon back. Julian Edelman, you know, returns from his finger injury early in the in the offseason. Um, and then you get Antonio Brown weapons wise for Brady in terms of wide receivers really up there. So you'd feel as if they don't have to depend on the running game as much, but at the same time, you would like to be balanced. You know, there's nothing wrong with Brady dropping back and airing the ball out down the field to Edelman and Gordon and these guys. But at the same time, if need be, you want to be able to hand it off to to Sony Michelle and see him be productive, see him the word you use momentum, see that momentum build. And it hasn't necessarily been been there. Maybe we'll come in due time. You know, maybe there will be games that will rely on the run game a lot. And we know the Patriots, if they need to switch up the game plan and make something and force a situation, they'll do that with no problem. So who knows? I think we probably have to be a little bit patient with it. James White coming back next week. You know, congratulations to him and his wife expecting a child. Uh, having him back in the mix Hopefully, they'll start to pick up, like you said, momentum with the running game for sure. You get a comment here by Joey Sparks. He's saying once the Pats get a lead, they need to hit Josh Gordon more. He needs more catches. Josh Gordon, Mm. he had a great game here. He's targeted a lot. He had 11 targets, six receptions, 83 yards. You know, in the beginning of like the first quarter and the first half in general, Brady targeted Gordon multiple times and just they were not connected whatsoever. And Gordon kind of looked like what he looked like in the Miami game, just groggy, not really in it. Mm-hmm. And then second half, two amazing catches yeah. by Josh Cohen. You'll be seeing those in highlights. You know, ends up with 83 yards. But we have to remember, when the Patriots are fully healthy, fully healthy, I said this before the season even started, Josh Gordon's role is going to be like the Gronk role. It's not – he's not going to be a guy – you, you expect to have nine, 10 catches a game. That's Edelman for you. 110 yards. You know, Gronk, at his best, was six to eight catches. 60 to 80 yards, one to two touchdowns. At his prime, that's what he was. And I think that's what they that you you're, you should be expecting from Josh Gordon. The same thing. 
Six to eight catches, 60 to 80 yards, one or two touchdowns a game from Josh Gordon. And there's and nothing can, wrong with that at all. If you can get that, there's nothing by wrong that golly, take it. But I think that's the role Josh Gordon is going to play. He's not going to be a high-volume guy if, once again, like I mean, if everyone is healthy on this team. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Obviously, you know, you can't replace Rob Gronkowski, but obviously you're going to try to do your best to, you know, have somebody fill that void. And I think Josh Gordon is a perfect example of a guy uh, who can fill that void. You saw that one play in the red zone that Brady tried to connect with him. And he's done it a couple of times throughout the, throughout the first couple of games. In the red zone, I think they've targeted Josh Gordon a number of, on a number of occasions because he's a big, tall, strong receiver yep. who can, you know, probably outmuscle, you know, and get the ball. Has it been successful Many times so far this season, no. But I think they'll continue to look at that because they know what they have in the athlete in Josh Gordon. But it will come. Still early on in the season, you know, things are continuing to develop. It will come. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about this defense. And I saw a comment earlier. I forgot who was from. <clears throat> Joey Sparks also said, the Patriots defense is winning games right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Would you agree? With that statement, the Patriots' defense is the one winning these games right now. No, it's 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 fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I give it to the offense. I give it to the defense. And not to say that you're wrong, the defense has been amazing. You know, defense hasn't let up a touchdown yet in the past three games. If you want to bring even back to the Super Bowl, they have not let a touchdown. So yes, the defense has been incredible. But you see the offensive weapons that Brady's got, and they've been putting up points, blowing teams out as well. But Stephon Gilmore, he's back to where he was last year as the best corner in this league. Devin McCourty, he had a down year last year. Devin McCourty is what? He has three interceptions Three interceptions, three straight three, games. Three, three straight games, he's had an interception. He's been a ball hawk. Looking good out there. It does not look like a guy that was contemplating retirement whatsoever. So this the secondary has been great. We touched on Jamie Collins already yep. and that linebacker core. I really like Winovich, man. I really like how, how Winovich plays. And even the line, looking at a guy like Adam Butler. Adam Butler has really impressed me these past two games. This is You're talking about an inside defensive lineman who is not only stopping the run, but he's getting to the cornerback. When you can get an inside defensive lineman to do that, Mike, it's, it starts to really start havoc. Michael Bennett, you know, he's right now, he's just a guy. He he's, gets, just, he's just fitting right in. You know, he's just a guy. He's He'll get you half a sack, a, a sack a game so far, but I want to see what Michael Bennett can do when the competition really starts to, to rack up here. Yeah. So I'm not judging him off of anything right now in these past three games. He hasn't really been anyone making such noise. He hasn't been a game changer. Mm -hmm. But we'll see if Michael Bennett will make those plays to help you win game, which the Patriots haven't needed yet. And Danny Shelton as well. Don't forget about him. Danny he's Shelton, a guy. Run, run stopper. Run stopper. I, f I really feel like he's having, so far, still early, been three games. But he's bounce back season. You know, I don't think he had maybe the season he anticipated and the Patriots anticipated, but I think so far uh, this season he's definitely performing well today. You know, six total tackles. You know, can't be mad at that. He led the you second in the team with six total tackles. But and all in all, yes, the Patriots have played some bad competition, bad competition in these first three games. 
Um, and it, it doesn't get any tougher. Obviously, yes, the Bills are coming up, but then you have the Giants in the week and then the Browns. Browns might be the one team that maybe brings a high-powered offense, but, you know, we're not going to jump the gun too much and, and get to that. Um, but this defense has the opportunity, which I don't feel as if the Patriots are going to have too many games where we're going to talk about, oh, the offense wasn't clicking, the offense is struggling. I don't see that in the future for this Patriots team. I feel like the offense will be on point all season long. But if there ever came a time where, for whatever reason, it just wasn't clicking on like offense. Like the Super Bowl. Yep, just like the Super Bowl. I feel as if, you know, the defense can really hold their own with any team. Yes, the competition has been bad to start. But even when you get to teams later on, you face Kansas City or Baltimore, I feel as if <clears throat> this defense will hold their own. And another thing about <coughs> about this defense that I've I really liked is turnovers. Mm -hmm. Turnovers and sacks. Mike, we always talk about how this team needs to get to the quarterback, quarterback. Yes. Get to the quarterback. Get to the quarterback. Last year you saw a little bit of it more when Brian Flores was the, you know, the play caller. And then this year, man, they've been killing quarterbacks. This week, uh, Falk got sacked five times. And the team has their swagger back. They're having a great time. They're really getting at getting out after it. And that's what you need with this team, especially if you're beating up dummy teams. Yeah. You need all of that momentum to go in week by week. So when you do face a high power team, which you probably won't be facing for a while, I don't even know if you can qualify the Browns the way they've been looking <laughs> as one of them. But the sacks have been huge. You have um Collins, like we mentioned, two sacks this game. You have Hightower, Van Noor, they they combined for a sack in this game. Butler, who I mentioned, had a sack. Bennett, who had a sack. Winovich, another rookie who's been really stepping up in these past three weeks. Every week so far, Winovich has made his presence known in this game. Winovich is somebody who is one player who everybody was, has been really hyped about. You know, they feel as if, and I think you definitely discussed this even on last week's show, they feel he's going to be a great player within this Patriots team within the system, uh, what he brings to the table, you know, not to compare him to linebackers of the past, but how Rabel brought something to the table. Ninkovich brought something to the table. You know, these linebackers that have gone on to be Patriot greats, they probably see that in Winovich. And you know what? I'm starting to believe it. The way this guy plays, you know, his dedication from what we've seen, he looks like he's somebody that who, one, is going to stick around for a while. And two, he's going to make an impact. He's definitely going to make an impact. I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. And another thing about Winovich, he, you can put him on the line as an end or you can bring him up as a linebacker. You love to see – that's the Belichick way. You love to see guys like that. Van Noy, he comes back and he balled. I, I love what I saw from Van Noy rushing the quarterback, stepping out. He's he's one of the glues in that mm -hmm. defense right there in that line. The linebacker position, we all talk about the secondary – being the Patriots' strength, it might be the linebacker. Hightower, Collins, Van, Van Noy, you Bentley got, stepping up. You got Simon. Bentley, Van, Bentley, Simon. Like, that linebacker core right now is really looking good. Elandon Roberts, you know, now that he is not a focal point for that defense, Elandon Roberts has a role on the team. And I like that. <laughs> takes when some he, pressure off it. It takes the Man, it takes a lot of pressure off that guy, which is really good for him. So defense all in all, man, 
it's scary. Yeah. It's really, really scary. But another issue, we, we spoke a little bit about offense. We spoke a little bit about the defense. Special teams, another another week where we talk about the special teams being a headache for this Patriots team. Not only did your boy Steven Gaskowski miss an extra point, but you have Gunner. How do you, I don't want to mess up his name. I, they, they say it so well on TV. I'm going to just say Gunner O. Because I don't want to mess Gunner up. Gunner Rowe. Gunner O. You know, he had that muff. The muff punt that caused the first touchdown for the Patriots. Ended their streak. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, special teams. The punter's been. <laughs> excuse me. The punter's been okay. You know, Bailey's, Bailey's been doing been, it. Bailey's been good. We don't know how he's been doing with holding, though. Yeah. You know, I don't care. I'm blaming Gaskowski. I don't care. They want to say the holders, whatever, the new holders switching. I don't care. Steven Guskowski is going to cost the Patriots a game. You've said it. Multiple people have said it. Steven Guskowski is going to end up costing the Patriots a game the way he's been kicking. I read somewhere on Twitter, you know, just scrolling through the tweets before the game started, that Guskowski was missing a lot of game, a lot of kicks and warm-ups. He's missing kicks left and right in warm-ups. Um... Luckily, like we've been talking about, the Patriots have been in a situation where they've they just been running through these first couple of teams that they face. And they haven't really been in a situation where, okay, they really need this field goal right now. Or, you know, this extra point is going to be really – like they haven't been in that situation yet. But when – and if they get into that type of situation, Guskowski might be the one to cause them to <sighs> lose a game or be down or be in a tough spot because he's been playing like booty. Booty, booty, booty. He's been trash. I'm already off the Steven Guskowski uh, bandwagon. Many of you watch the show over and over again. You know that I hate that man, and I think he needs to go. I'm not a fan of Steven Guskowski in the way he's been kicking, and the Patriots need to really start to evaluate what other options do they have at kicker. Yes, maybe they want to wait till the offseason to reevaluate. Re I don't know. We've seen other teams who have really struggled with their kicker waste no time bringing in somebody else. Do the Patriots want to be that dramatic right now? Probably not. Gaskowski's lucky that the Patriots, Brady, they blow teams out. Yeah, he's lucky right now. That's what's, <laughs> excuse me. That's what's really saving his job right now is the fact that the Patriots can score thirty plus points on teams any any Sunday with no problem. But if it was a tough situation where the offense was struggling and you know close games. And he really, really started costing the Patriots games. It need to be something that's evaluated in season. But he's lucky right now. Yeah, looking at the opposing team, the Jets, let's look at some key stats. You know, their quarterback, Falk, he went 12 for 22, 98 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, 98 yards. Whoosh. Le'Veon Bell. Poor Le'Veon. All pro Le'Veon Bell. 18 carries, 35 yards. Nothing could get in the running game. And then the most noticeable receiver for the Jets is our old time buddy, Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios. Two receptions, 29 yards. But that's pretty much it, Mike. That's what the offensive stat line looks like for the New York Jets. Right yeah, there. it wasn't pretty. You know, the Jets, the Jets just are in a tough spot right now. Their, their quarterback, Sam Darnold, is out with mono. How he got that mono, we don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you how he got it. However he got mono, he's out for the next 
six weeks. I don't even know what the what the timeline they put on him is, but he's out for the little foreseeable future right now. And they're just in a tough spot. You know, they the Jets weren't expecting to start the season with uh Falk as their quarterback. You know, they wanted their guy Darnold out there, and he's unfortunately not available. So, you know, it's gonna be tough for them. Unfortunately, they're off to like I said, they're off to a tough start. 0-3 to start the year. Good luck to them. Patriots have again gotten lucky with these teams that they faced. You know, Pittsburgh. Luckily, you got through Pittsburgh and then Miami and the Jets. You know, easy wins. Let's see how it continues to roll along as they push forward throughout the uh, the next couple of games in the season. I'm excited. You know, looking ahead to Buffalo Bills next week. I'm excited to see how the Patriots play against Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he's not the most accurate quarterback, but this man can run. He he is pretty much of he's the white Cam Newton. That's what Josh Allen is. He is the white Cam Newton. The way he plays, <laughs> the way everything he plays is just like Cam Newton. Big, physical guy who loves to run the football, and he runs the ball effectively with a strong arm. That's what he is to me. I don't care what y'all say. That's the white Cam Newton, Josh Allen. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the Patriots do with a mobile quarterback. They finally have a chance to really test their defense a little bit there, see what Jamie Collins yep. will do, maybe have huge. him have him in the spy, you know, having that Orlando Roberts, one of those athletic linebackers there to watch him over. And then who who gets John Brown, the speed, the speedy wide receiver on the outside? That's Josh um Josh Allen's go-to man. I'd love to see that matchup. Maybe you do you double him or you have one of the McCordy brothers on him, shadowing him. So it'd be very interesting to see how the Patriots play defensively against the Bills. Do I expect this to be a tough game for the Patriots? No, not at all. But this is going to be probably their hardest challenge in the past three games. We thought the Steelers were going to be something, but we're, we're starting to find out the Steelers are falling apart left and right here. They might not even be a playoff team. So <laughs> Buffalo Bills right now, 3-0, and oh, that's the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing how they, how they play against Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, I think most people are in agreement that they believe the Patriots will beat the Buffalo Bills. But obviously, like I said earlier in the show, they're 3-0 oh too. Two undefeated teams in the same division going at it. You know, it's a big game. It's a big game. You you looking at me like like <laughs> relax. It's a big game, Marv. Relax. Two 3 and 0 teams battling for the top of the division. You know, it's a big game. Like you said you got things you want to see, you know. We want to see the Patriots. Most people want to see how the Patriots will handle a team that's right in a high momentum right now. The first game of the season, you face the Pittsburgh Steelers' first game of the season, whatever. Week two, Miami gets – Miami's just all messed up. Those players, <laughs> their head is completely they don't twisted. Be there. They don't even want to be on that team. So that's week two. Week three, you face a Jets team who, you know, they're already 0-2. They're missing their star player, their leader. He's not there. So you're facing – you face three teams who, you know, probably not all there where they need to be early on in the season. Now you're getting the Bills, who, like I said – they're riding a high momentum right now. Hey, look at us. We're 3-0. Patriots 3-0. We're 3-0. Somebody has to lose. They have all the confidence in the world. So it's going to be an exciting game. I believe so. When you I say when you say exciting, what are you saying? When I say exciting, I mean the Bills players will be amped up, ready to go and face oh, the, the Patriots because 
you know, if you beat the Patriots, you stand alone at the top of the division. It's a big game for them. They're going to be hype all week leading up to that matchup against the Patriots. It's a big game, Mike, for the Buffalo. It's a it's a big game because you just want to continue. You want to beat your division rivals, of course. Buffalo Bills right now, 3-0. and They knock out the almighty Patriots. Like you said, they'll be top of the division, one of the few 4-0 teams left. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Clifton did bring up something important, though, talking about how the Buffalo Bills defense is underrated. And that, Mike, is very true. Without Edelman, now let's see, can the Patriots focus on running the ball, controlling the clock, and really going out there and putting putting it on this Buffalo Bills defense? We saw the first drive, and I know you you remarked it. That first drive in this game against the Jets was remarkable. And it's, we're starting to see it a lot lately where the Patriots really, I don't know if there's a day in practice where they just say, we're just going to focus on our first drive and just really go down the field kill the clock and to send a message right away of this is what we're going to do. There was you mixed in Bolden. Bolden has some great plays. Sure did to kick it off. Yep. To start off the game. Get Edelman in there, a couple throws to Josh Gordon, and then boom, next thing you know, Sony Michelle just ran in there for a touchdown. Right? Just like that. So I want to see a nice drive against this Buffalo Bills defense to start off the game. And I want to see the run game really make a stamp there. I want to see Sony Michelle really break out. I know you're bringing a couple new offensive linemen in there. Speaking of which, Newhouse, way to bounce back. Great game. Great from game today. from Newhouse. You know, um, Cunningham on the right side. Great game from him as well. The offensive line did Cannon very, back in there, yep. very well. Marcus Cannon, he, he, he came back, solidified his spot. So, Newhouse, great job. I want to see what they can do in the running game now to continue, especially against the Buffalo Bills defense. That is really good. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you know, you get James White back who adds another element, you know, if you make sure to establish, because like you said earlier, the running game has not fully been there where you want it to be. You know what Brady has in terms of weapons with Edelman. Hopefully his situation is nothing serious. Josh Gordon, Dorsett can be relied upon. Jacob Myers looks like he can also be relied upon. You know what Brady has in his weapons. If you can get that complete balance where you have a defense's head on a swivel because – you're afraid of the pass. You're afraid of the run. It just makes this team so much more dangerous. They're already dangerous, but you need to be able to have the threat of yes. running and passing every game. Not The passing going to be there. We don't really have to worry about Michelle because they're not really clicking right now. You want to make sure that is clicking on all cylinders. That way you have defenses on their toes every week. Uh, keep looking here at the comments. I'm already seeing... <laughs> And he's right. Can't win the ball by 50, huh? You know, there's going to be a lot of blowouts this season. Especially early. Especially early. We've seen three. We've already we've, seen we've, three, yes. We've been through three blowouts. And according to my calculations with the schedule, you might see some more coming up real soon. And that's just what it might be. These Patriots, you know, I think they tried to compare a little bit of the stats of this season in 2007 and how they started then and how they're compared to how they started now. Some of those numbers, slightly better than 2007. Slightly better. Can you stop? I'm not trying to make any crazy comparison to that team and this team. But what I will say is, don't rule out undefeated. Can you stop? Don't rule it out. I'm just saying. Can you stop? It's just. Don't get these people riled up. 
hey, you got to be willing to talk about anything. 3-0 and o is 3-0, and o, and let's keep it at that. So what about next week against the Bills? That's going to be 4 no. and I, I said it already. What about the week after that when they faced like the Browns or something? They don't face the Browns till like week 8, I, I don't believe. Let me get the schedule here to be sure. I, I'm, I'm on record saying I think the Patriots will go 8-0. and o. They'll go 8-0. and o. And then from there, they'll have the, the, have the talk. We are still in September. Why are we talking about an undefeated season? Because we know how great this team is offensively and defensively. We do, but if, as we've been reminded every week so far, there are injuries that happen in this NFL league. Yeah, but you don't really – I mean, yes, injuries happen. But do you – when you think about the outlook of the season, how great the team is, do you – first thing that comes to your mind is, <laughs> excuse me, oh, well, the injuries are really going to slow us down? No. I mean, this is football, Mike. Injuries slow down every single team. Patriots can beat every team in the NFL. There's no team in NFL that the Patriots can't beat. But crazier things have happened in the NFL. It is hard to go undefeated. It is not easy. Let's wait down the season, see how the Patriots do, and then we can talk. They have been facing bums. Bums. Yes. The only time teams have scored on them are through our own mistakes. A pick six from um, Jason from Jared Stidham, who a lot of people think she should have never been in the game, and then a muff punt by Gunner. Two rookies. Rookies are the have given up more points than teams have scored. Okay, so let me get this straight here. Next game, Bills four and zero, right? Yes. Redskins. Okay. Five and zero, right? You're just gonna go down the list. I'm. I'm just saying. I just said they can beat every single team. So what do you, What do you want from me? What are you gonna prove? I'm just trying to keep the conversation of undefeated season alive because it's possible. That's all I'm trying to say. But, hey, man, when we look at this game, I know we can definitely get into some stars. Oh, yeah. And sorries from the game. See all the comments there. Appreciate all the comments continuing to roll in. If this is your first time watching Patriots post game show, Mike, what is a star and sorry of the game? A star of the game? Is just what it sounds. You are a star. You are a person or player in this instance who had an amazing game, amazing performance, great stats, maybe a great play. Who knows? But for whatever reason that puts you on the map, you can possibly be a star of the game. And if you're a sorry, Mm-mm-mm. you don't want to be a star here on a post-game show because if you are a sorry, maybe you sucked, bad play, your stats were pretty bad, you know, you just don't want to be we a gotta, star we here. You got to give it both ways. But, you know, yeah. When there's a yin, there's a yang. Mm-hmm. When there's the good, there's a bad. Mm-hmm. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, indeed. But let's start with the stars. All right. Let's start with the stars. Star of the game, though. First of all, shout out to my man Clifton coming in with his stars of the game. He gave one to Jamie Collins, the best game changer linebacker in football. Wow. Uh, he also gave one to Josh Gordon for him coming along well. You know, three weeks in, he's staying on the field. You know, everything seems to be rolling well I with like him. I like that. I like that star. And then he also gave one to the defense all around. All around the defense. I agree with that. Defensively, they could definitely get a start. They didn't give up any touchdowns again. So does that your star? Is that where your star going to, Mike? I'll also give a star. I agree with Clifton star for sure. 
I also want to give a star to one guy in particular on offense who stepped up, um, and that's Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead gets a star of the game? Rex Burkhead stepped up because a lot of the carries that he got, a lot of receptions, he finished the game with six receptions, 22 yards, hmm. seven targets. He's not getting those if James White, James White is active. Rex Burkhead is going to get a little bit here and there, but obviously those receptions, those targets, those carries, some of those are going to James White. That's just what the Patriots do. But he stepped up in a situation where James White wasn't available, carried the ball uh, 11 times. He led the team with carries, 47 yards and a touchdown. And like I said, six receptions, 22 yards. So shout out to him. He gets a star from me for stepping up when James White wasn't available. And, you know, he's part of the reason why this Patriots running attack can be one that's feared throughout the whole NFL. Right. Two stars. One of the stars obviously just goes to the defense as a whole. We went through this whole show talking about it. Jamie Collins, the two sacks. We went about the secondary. Devin McCourty, you know, he's been getting an interception every single game. The line, talking about Adam Butler, Michael Bennett, and them boys. So the defense, obviously, they get a star for me right yep. off the bat. Offensively, though, I want to give one specifically to my guy. My guy, Philip Dorsett. Philip Dorsett. Every week, he just makes me proud, Mike. He keeps making me proud. You know, he's the unfor he's the forgotten guy. No one remembers him. No, he is here to stay. Six receptions on seven targets, 53 yards, touchdown. We keep forgetting the man has speed. He has breakaway speed. If he Hand is speed, open, huh? if he is open, he will go off. So I'm telling you, Dorsett is going to have his biggest year here yet. I'm proud of the guy. We'll see what happens to Julian Edelman. <clears throat> Hopefully, it's not a serious injury and he gets back on full. If not, though, all I believe in Philip Dorsett because Brady believes in Philip Dorsett and Brady we trust. So Dorsett gets the star of the game, and I hope to give him more of those. Absolutely. I've seen our guy, Joey Sparks, his stars of the game, uh, Gilmore, Gordon, and another one for the defense. You know, you can't argue with those. Yep. Gordon was solid, some unbelievable catches, like we said. Um, Gilmore, one of, if not the best cornerback in the league. Gilmore almost had an interception this game, too. Yeah. That looked really good. <clears throat> yeah. And, again, all-around defense does their thing per usual. Definitely. Um, But that, that's my favorite part of the show right here, man. Ooh-wee. Again, if you're just tuning in, there's the good and there's the bad. And when you're bad on this show, we tell you, sorry. So... I saw our guy Clifton come in with his sorries of the game. He gave one to Le'Veon Bell. He also gave one to just the whole damn Jets. And yeah, the Jets definitely get those. Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if that's a real I'm sorry. I'm not giving Le'Veon a sorry. I'm it's not. not his fault. He's carrying the team on his back. It's not, not his, his fault. Back. That team just sucks. It's not his fault that, you know, he can't be more productive with the team he but has that's around. that's why he's saying sorry, though. He's saying okay. sorry, Le'Veon. Oh, so it's not, it's, not, it's not a it's sorry. Not, it's, no, a it's a sorry. Sorry. It's not a sorry. It's a sorry. Okay. Right. I get it. I get it. That's what he meant. <laughs> but I tell you who I will give some sorries to. My man, Gunner. Gunner. Say it. All the way. Oh, oh. Say it. Gunner. 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 That muff punt that led up that touchdown, man. 
You just got to be the better. First one too. You got to be better. Down. You got you got one job. You're not lining up to catch any passes from Brady. You have legit one job. That's they cut. They had to cut players, move players around just to keep you on the. Team. And you got a number eighty on your back. Mm-hmm. You can't disrespect that number on the Patriots. Oh, no, no, you no, cannot no. disrespect that number on the Patriots. So Gunner, Gunner roll. Gunner roll. From Marvin, myself, we got to give you a big fat sorry. sorry. You better, you better hope there's no pinch slip in your locker when you get back there, Ooh. son. You know somebody, some Belichick sent a quick text. Somebody's already packing <clears throat> his stuff up. So hopefully he makes it. They, they gave him an opportunity. He came back. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what that means? Can I give out two sorries? Sure. Go right ahead. Give out two sorries? Absolutely. I'm going to give out two sure sorries. Sure show. Oh, oh. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Uh, first, sorry. <clears throat> New York Jets. Yeah. Listen, <clears throat> you go into the season, you see, you see the Miami Dolphins. They're in full tank mode. Yeah, full tank. You go out and you get Adam Gase. You know, he's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer. You go out, you get you get Le'Veon Bell. He comes in, he's supposed to be the savior. And then you got you good old Sam Darnold. You know, everyone believed he was even better than Baker. He's supposed to be the number one pick. Jets moved up and got him. Donald got paid. You know, with your, your rookie contract, you get a, you got a fair amount of money, a lot of money I don't have. Sure do. You go, you go and you go have some fun, probably. Huh. Probably have a good time with all that money. A little too much fun, possibly. Some, sometimes you might have a little too much fun. <clears throat> Donald's how old? 22? Young guy, young He's guy. Young guy, 23, 22, 22. Young guy, new money. New money. Donald, you know, he can't, he can't be in the weight room all the time. Nah. He can't be watching film all the time. Sometimes Gotta live your life. You gotta go. I just didn't know Donald was at prom. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know Donald was in the playground playing K I S S I N G. Ah, play. I ain't know this dude. Donald had a Friday to himself. Had probably a couple people come over. Hmm. They spin the bottle. Spin the old spin a rooney. You remember spin the bottle? Ah, oh, man, spin the bottle. I had some good times with spin the bottle. I tell you one thing though, I never caught no model. Never ah. caught no model. What was it? Seven minutes and. In heaven or something like that. Too chopped to play that game, but I heard about it. I heard about it. Man, oh man, Darnold got a little too kissy kissy, and then he got hit with the mono. Damn, or maybe he just shared the wrong drink with somebody. He did not share no wrong. He out, he out for a six day. Hey, what kind of drink was he sharing? That boy got too kissy. Tongue hockey. And what I don't understand. Oh boy. What I don't understand. The Jets, you find out about this. Okay, you're pissed. <laughs> Why in the world do you not protect your franchise quarterback and say, yeah, you know, he just came down with a serious, serious injury. He's going to be out week by week basis, and we'll figure it out from there. I'll tell you why, Marv. They came out, and they just put his arm black. Yeah, he got mono. <laughs> yeah, so I'm done. Same done. He got mono. He won't be able to play. Oh, him? Yeah, no, he can't make it. He got mono this week. Because you know what happened, Marv? He stepped into the office and said, Coach... Just came back from the doctor. You know, what's it called? Monoscoliosis? Monoscoliosis. He let them know I got monoscoliosis. Coach said, are you dumb? <laughs> you got what? Hold that. Get on the phone with PR. Hey, put this out there. <laughs> Sam can't play because he got mono. All right? Let him know. They did that on purpose. That's messed up. But it is what it is, you know. Give out your sorry, though. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Sam Donald, for one, 
having mono. For two, having it put out for the whole world to know. We here on double. I just keep doing double left. We here on the Patriots post game show has something for you, and it goes a little like this. Sorry, but wait. Keep that tongue hockey to yourselves. Yeah, you're nasty. <laughs> but wait, there's more. Ah, there's more. Tom Brady, he is the assassin. He never wants to leave the field whatsoever. But for some odd reason, maybe it was Josh McDaniel's call. Maybe he lost a bet to Stidham or something, you know, playing card games or something. He lost a bet. He said, you know what, kid? You're right. I lost. I pay up. Go out there. <laughs> Go out there. Eight minutes left. There's no way you could mess this up. Hey, Bill, you know, Brady looks a little tired. It's hot, 90-degree weather. We're going to sit him out. Bill's just like... Mm, oh, okay, fine. Put Stidham in there. He looked good in preseason. <laughs> Put him in there. Stidham goes out there. Boom, connects with Dorset. My oh, God. he looking Fight good. Boom. He looking good. That yeah, boy looks good. Second one, incomplete. Oh, okay, rookie, incompletion. Get there, man. You know, everyone's watching you. Everyone's, the place is still packed. Yeah. Still packed. 30, I believe it was like 30 to 7 to score right now. You want to see what the young boy Let's got? Let's see what you, you got eight minutes. You have eight minutes to show us what you got. If you perform well, hey, this might start being a thing here. Remember, who was the back backup? Was it Castle used to get some run back in the undefeated season? Possibly. Yeah, it was Castle. It was Castle used to get some run. This might be your time here. Hey, man, we start blowing our team. I'm going to get some shine here. Maybe get paid. Mm. Stidham goes out there for the third, third play. You know, third snap of the regular season. Sees Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden's right there. Open. Wide open, Mike. Wide open. Wide open. This is your chance to shine. And what does he do? He floats it over five foot five, Brandon Bolden, first of all. Air <laughs> pass. Bad. Bad. Jamal Adams, you know, they're probably the best player on the Jets team right now, takes it all the way to the house. Yeah. And mistakes happen. People yeah. throw interception. But the reason I'm saying sorry, Mike, we are not seeing Stidham no more. <laughs> We are not. Hey, I don't care if the score is 45 to 0. McDaniel's going to come up to Bill. Hey, man, you think? No. Bill's going <laughs> to. Don't even. Don't even try it. Don't even. We're, we're up 45 to nothing, Bill. <laughs> no. Stidham might not kneel again. Might not even kneel. You know they're going to be pissed about that after all. Yeah, Brady, uh, they was all pissed. It's one thing, dude, Gunner, Gunner Roll gave up the muff punt and they scored. But to throw, give up a pick six, yeah, he going to hear about that. So, give it out, Marv. So, for the seconds, we don't usually give out two sorries, but sometimes you deserve it. Instead of rookie, man, you're a rookie. We didn't want to do this. You want me to do this? I didn't want to do this. I kind of do. Damn. I kind of do. So, from the Patriots postgame show, our final star goes out to you, Jason Stidham. Jerry Stidham. Sorry. Sorry. I got one more. One more. What? One more. And this not even from the game. I don't know if you guys saw it, but you saw it, Marv. But prior to the game, I don't remember the reporter's name, but she's getting married to Sean Grandy, the voice of the Celtics on the Sports Hub. She came up to Belichick oh, yeah. and said, Belichick, I know this is completely random. And I'm a rep I'm a reporter, and I know this has nothing to do with the Miami. I mean, sorry, the New York Jets game that you're about to play. But can I get one more question in or comment about Antonio Brown? 
This man Belichick gave her the death stare. That's going to be a meme. Not only he said, we're just focused on the Jets. And she said, all right, thanks, Bill. And Bill just said, and then walked away. Death stare through her soul. But why did she do it? She, 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 did she think she was going to be the one to break, break, break it out? Out of Bill Bill's, okay, you got me. I'm going to finally know. talk to you about AB. She thought she was going to be the one to say, Bill's, you know what? I don't know her name. I don't know her name. But you know what, lady? Sure. What do you want to hear about Antonio <laughs> Brown? I'm very sad. What did you think you were going to get out of Bill Belichick? That might be the most dumbass question you could have <laughs> possibly asked in that. Not only did he ask it, to Bill Belichick before, but he like she asked it to him while they're in the tunnel, about to right. go out to the field. Possibly, what could possibly go through your mind to ask him a question about not only a controversial player, but a player that's not even on the team anymore, and then a situation that has nothing to do with the game that they're about to play in. So, again, I don't remember her name. She works for CBS. She's getting married to Sean Grandy, the voice of the Celtics. The wedding's coming up. Congratulations to them. But from us right here on the post game show. We got to give you a big fat sorry for that dumbass question. Sorry, sorry. Anyways, I couldn't wait to give that sorry out. I saw a question from my guy Joey Sparks asking, a little off topic, but do we cover the Celtics too? Here's what I got to say to that, Joey. You can catch Marvin and I on various podcasts. We not only do the post-game show right here. But we also hold down with our guy Nick Q, the Patriots Roundtable, which happens during the week. But we also hold down Double M Media. Check that show out where we not only talk about Patriots, but we talk about Celtics or any other sports, media, entertainment, music, urban culture. We hold all of that down. Check it all out. Marv. Any final thoughts before we put a wrap on this show? For everyone who watched, everyone who commented, I know we couldn't get to all the comments, but once again, man, shout out to y'all. You guys make this show up and running. You guys carry this show. If it wasn't for you guys, we couldn't really be doing this like this. Absolutely. So shout out to you guys once again, especially to the new listeners, the new followers that are showing love. We appreciate it every time so catch us again next week catch us next week we are not going anywhere just sure. catch us next week let's build and continue on and hope for a ring for number seven again yeah this has been excuse me wow this has been the patriots post game show alongside Marvin appreciate you joey i am mike molino we will see you guys next week after the patriots take on the three and O bills you just wanted to sneak that in there. See y'all next week. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 